Okay. Let's explain it, Angela. Uh, clockwise. The color wheel and music theory. And how do they relate? And why do they relate? <laughs> Better question. Why indeed? Why indeed? Why bother to go over this particular line of inquiry here? Uh, what we've established is that musical notes or have been assigned the seven letters of the alphabet. And they are A through G. Seven letters. And once you reach G, you go back to A. And that eighth count of a, of a letter represents a full uh, change from one, uh, one note in one pitch to the same note in a higher pitch. Or oh, lower pitch, as it were. Lower register. Lower uh, frequency, sound, or whatever you want to say. That is a system that's been around for over a thousand years now. So we've got those eight, seven letters, uh, eight count of eight notes representing what is called an octave. The octave is represented, and all notation, musical notation, is represented uh, in a written form. In a couple of different ways, but the most common and most universal is the uh, the staff, uh, the the five line four space barred thing that everyone has seen and nobody understands. Uh, who's not a musician, and and there's a good reason why you don't understand. It's crazy. Now I I, I learned some of this as a child, but understanding and remembering and knowing is a different, all different, uh, different uh, sides of the the, the the fractals or the, the I don't know facets of the same nonsense. Oh jeez, what am I trying to get at here? Uh, all right, the knowing, the knowing. I'm trying to reach the knowing, and how do you reach knowing when this system is so esoteric? As all, it's almost as if it was designed to exclude, and I feel that way about a lot of things. But it's not. It's organic. It just happened that way. It's a mess. It's a mess. You know, it's like Greenwich. It's a big mess. Okay. Where am I going with this? I have found that uh, using the color wheel and the clock face... Uh, allows one to sort of uh, perceive this system a lot clearer. Because here's the problem. With the five-line, four-space staff, musical staff, the problem with it is it doesn't show that there are spaces in between the, the seven letters, the eight and the eight notes that we just discussed. The spaces in between. Although sometimes not. And that's the two complications that I will get into last, I think. It's almost like back in the day. Uh, why am I bringing this around to science? I'm doing it. Back in the day when they're like atomic atomic theory. I don't know what that's called. Where they're like the, the atom is the smallest particle. And then later on they're like, oh, there's, there's smaller particles than that. And then there's spaces in between. Oh, or it's like uh, like when you're reading a poem, or oh, comics, or like comics, 
you don't what you don't see are the spaces between the panels where things happen, where the where the implied happens. Nah, it ain't like that at all. It's more like if I told you, well, there are the letters A through B or A through G, uh, but there are also these sub letters in between. And the sound A and the sound B, there's an in-between sound. So there's ah and there's b, but there's something in between that goes <laughs> right. And you didn't know about that one. I nobody told me about that one. That's not on the, on the count that I'm doing with the, all these letters I learned in in in, in kinder, pre, preschool kindergarten. They didn't teach me about ah. But it's there, right? That's what it is. So I don't know how this developed exactly, but at some point, those who were making music decided, well, there should be more subtle transitions than just the two or the seven that we've we've talked about or the eight that we talked about. More subtle transitions, an in-between sound which is only slightly higher or lower than the one either before or after. And those are called sharps and flats, and we've all heard those terms, but that's exactly what that means. Uh, it means that if I'm going from buh, ah, to buh, I need an av right in between here. And you see, you know, just in case I'm writing a more subtle thing here. And as those were developed, you know, music got more interesting and more complicated. So what we end up with, unfortunately, and by the way, don't quote me on all that history. That's just what, that's what I'm guessing. I am in the process of do of reading a whole lecture series on on the history of Western music. I actually took one in college, but they did not address this part. They were too busy with Eine Kleine Nachtmusik and things like that. If you don't know Eine Kleine Nachtmusik, eh, look it up. Wonderful symphony there. Okay. I'm off ta- I'm off track again already. So these spaces in between complicate things. Now, if you've got seven, if you've got seven notes, and you need to put spaces in between them, one space in between, don't you end up with 14? Isn't that how the math would work on that? 14? Yes, you would end up with 14 if you were wedging a space in between every letter of the alphabet from A to G. You got an AB, you got a BC, you got a DE. You would you would wedge, you know, you would end up with 14. Well, there are two complications, two exceptions to that particular rule that throw the whole thing off and make it very under- hard to understand, complicated, stupid, in fact, rather stupid. Uh, much like the old highway that runs along the river and, and gets flooded every every season. And we're like, why don't we move that highway over there? Nah, let's leave it. It's been there this long. You might as well leave it. We'll just put up cones and signs. And, and once a year, somebody goes in, in to drink. No worries. No, I won't, I, I don't think about it too much. So everybody that learns music has to work around these things. And as a child, I didn't even, I didn't even get this far. It's, it's amazing how much of an instrument you can play and how much music you can read without getting this far. 
So why I get hung up on these particular details as an adult, I don't know. But that's part of who I am, I suppose. Alright, so... Uh, uh, how this correspond? This doesn't happen on the, the five-line four-space staff. Uh, it, there are no uh, half movements of the notes up and down on the staff. You know, you don't see one sort of wedged in the middle and have to figure out, oh, that's a half step, or that's a semitone. They don't do that on the staff. What they do is they put a sharp symbol or a flat symbol either at the beginning or directly next to the nose. And then you got to know what that means. But theoretically, here's what it means. It means that the A through the G, those are whole steps. A whole step represents two movements in, in this particular uh, system. Two movements, two spaces on the game board, uh, on the chessboard, or, or, uh, or the sorry uh, game. Sorry, it's complicated. What, a, what happened to board games, by the way? Do, do kids still play board games? I spent a whole summer playing this board game from the 60s called uh, Payday. Because I love the illustrations on it. Very 60s. Or 70s. Late 60s, early 70s. Sort of weird illustrations. Anyway. Okay. Two, two movements on the board is what that represents. So from A to G, you think that's one. Or A to B, sorry. You think that's one movement, right? No, it's two. Because there's a semi-space, there's a semi-tone, a half-step in between A and B. It is the EBA, okay? Or, more correctly, uh, the A-sharp or the B-flat. They are one and the same to complicate things even better, even better than that. A-sharp, B-flat. I don't know. They're the same thing. And I haven't gotten... Particularly advanced in this theory yet to know why they're the same, but sometimes you need to refer to it as an A sharp, and sometimes you need to refer to it as a B flat. But all you need to remember, really, is it's it's the ab, it's the it's the space between the A and the B. Okay, how does this relate? The problem is when you're looking at this on the on the staff, it doesn't it doesn't translate the same way. And when you're playing it on a stringed instrument, it actually makes a lot of sense, especially a fretted stringed instrument, or one where you got to remember the position of your fingers. I'll go back to violin. The frets, as I've said before, each fret is a half step. So if you want to move up a full note, you do two frets. If you're using a violin who has the, which has no frets, you got to remember, are my fingers touching each other, or are they spaced apart? Spaced apart fingers, whole step. Touching fingers, half step. On a piano, this is a lot easier. What's my point? You can map this to the color wheel and the clock face, and here's how. Now, I thought, since the alphabet starts with A, and the whole system of assigning letters to the notes starts with A and ends with G, it would be good to put A on the color wheel in the yellow position or on a clock face at the 12th position because it's the beginning. Not so. Uh, it works out a lot better because a lot more of the whole notes end up on uh, 
on celebrity colors, either primary or secondary colors. It works a lot better. However, almost every musical wheel I've seen starts with C, including Do Re Mi, the solfege, which is what that's called. Um, that starts with C. It starts with C. Why does it start with C, you might ask? I don't know. There's a key signature, the C key. This key of C, C major scale. And a C major scale has no sharps or flats. And I think that's why people like it. Maybe. I don't know. Historically. But it's very popular. It's it's in almost everything. So it, it is it behoves you to learn the, the C major scale. So if I was going to be doing a scale or, or starting a system where I count up, on in a count an octave, it would be it would behoove me to start with C. Unfortunately, and it's unfortunate because then you gotta remember that that the uh, musical notation system, where we've assigned letters to notes, starts with A and goes to G and repeats to A. But then you also have to remember I gotta I gotta start at C, and when I reach G, I go back to A. And I already mentioned how complicated that was. That is neither here nor there. Let us proceed by putting C in the 12 o'clock position on a clock face and the, the yellow position on a color wheel. What happens next? How do I get from C to D? Which is, which is my next whole note. Whole step is D. How do I get from C to D? Well, as I've said, it is two movements. One, one step or, or, uh, or is, uh, is two half steps. Does the math on that work out? I think it might. One whole step is two half steps, right? And if a half step on a clock face is every uh, hour, 12 to 1, for example, is a half step, not a whole step in this system, then if I want to go to a whole step from, from C to D, I would move to the number two position on a clock face. And on a color wheel, that's the color green. So we've moved from yellow to green, has taken us from the, the, the C note to the D note. With one in between that we can remember is there, but we're not, it's not important right now. What's next? I want to go from D to E. All right. Same rule applies. D to E is two uh, places on a, on a clock face at a color wheel, which would put us in the, uh, the four o'clock position. And the four o'clock position, as I've said many times, is, is blue on a color wheel. So the first three notes of this system work so well because we've gone to our celebrity colors. We've gone from yellow to green to blue. What a beautiful system. This whole friggin' thing's gonna be easy as pie. Ah, uh, not so. <laughs> no, not so at all. Because between E and F, what would you assume the rule is? Oh, there's gonna be two half steps, right? Just like before. We're gonna go from one celebrity color to another. Not so. Because between E and F, there is no half step. What, 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 you say? No half step. But this whole thing, the whole premise was that there are two movements for every 
change of a whole note there. Why is there no half step between E and F? I don't know. I cannot tell you. I've looked it up a hundred times. And very nerdy and smart people uh, offered very complicated explanations. But the best one I could come up with, the most analogous thing I can say about that, is it's the old twisty, windy road that runs along the river that floods every year. Nobody likes that road, but it's the only one. <laughs> so, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, bring a poncho uh, and a life jacket or whatever. I don't, you're going you're gonna to be lifting your car out of the mud. You just have to remember there's no half step between E and F. So it fucks up the whole wheel. It fucks up the whole wheel. The best thing about the color wheel and the clock face was that all the celebrity colors, except for three and nine, there was that was a complication, I will admit. All the celebrity colors end up in, in, in increments of two. You know, two, four, six, eight. It was wonderful. The whole thing's wonderful. With the, uh, with the musical notation system on a color wheel and the clock face, no way does that work out. Sorry, there's just no way to make it work out. Even starting with A, uh, there were there was no way to get every one of the major uh, seven letters to fit on a on a either a primary or a secondary color or uh, in increments of two because of this no half step between E and F business. So why there's no half step between E and F, I cannot tell you. But all you need to know is that we've we've landed on blue. At the E, and that means that F, because there's no half step between E and F, is going to be that blue violet. Or the number five on a clock face. Now, what happens when I'm on F and I want to go to G? And from this point, I want to go to F to you. <laughs> to all the people who invented this system, but I can't. You can't do that. It means that E and F have no sharps or flats. There's no E sharp, there's no F, F, I'm sorry, there's no F sharp, there's no E flat. What, what the frick can you do? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about that. It's stupid. But it is the way it is. Many things. This reminds me of my friggin' job. Many of the policies of the, of the management at my work are stupid and ineffective and uh, incompetent and make absolutely no sense to anyone actually doing work. Because our management management doesn't actually do work. They sit around and schedule meetings and whatnot and process paperwork. So the, the rules they set in place have nothing to do with practical application. Uh, and this one in particular feels like that. But I think there's probably a practical reason for it. And this guy ain't smart enough to figure it out. Someday it'll come to me and I'll have a, I'll have a thought about it. But as for now, it's just something you got to memorize. E is blue and F is blue-violet. One step. I'm sorry, half step between E and F. All right, so what happens when I want to go from F to G? We got to remember we're on blue-violet now. All bets are off. Counting from, from four to six ain't easy. It is easy. Counting from five, five to what? Do we go to six? Is it another half step? No. Rule goes back to the way it was before on F. From F to G, it's two half steps. That means we got to go from 5 to 6 and from 6 to 7. Right? Half, two half steps between F and G. That puts us at, not violet, violet is 6, 
that puts us at red-violet. So we went from blue-violet to red-violet. So maybe there's a nice way to remember that the F and the G are both violets and tertiaries. I don't know. Is there a way to remember that? F and G. I'm friggin' grateful that both of these or violet tertiaries. Is that a, is that helpful? <laughs> Freaking grateful. It's it's five and seven on a on a clock face, and uh, blue violet red violet on the color wheel. Now we're at G. How do we get to? Okay, remember we're at G. That's the end end of the count of for the uh, the letter assignments anyway. Not the C, not the from the not the C octave, but the letter count. We've run out of letters. We got to go back to A, right? Even though we started at C, we're going back to A from G. Remember that. That's important. And we're on red violet. And there's a two half steps between G and A. Rule is back to normal. So two half steps. Where does that put us? We're at, we're in the seven o'clock position. We're at red violet. We're gonna skip over red. That's half a step. We're gonna go to red orange. Red orange. That's the nine nine o'clock position, is that correct? Seven yes. We're at the nine o'clock position on a clock face. That's RA. What now? The whole thing's messed up. We're we're at tertiary colors. This is not simple anymore. I know. I, I believe me, I know. We just keep counting two. Between A and B, there are two half steps, semitones. Between red orange, we're going to skip orange, right? That's one step or one half step. Then we move to yellow orange, red orange, yellow orange. So A and B, red orange, yellow orange, or 9 and 11 o'clock are ostensibly there. Okay, what do we know about the first half of that count? We went from C to D to E. Those were all primary and secondary colors, from E to, from F all the way back to B, those were tertiary colors. Maybe that's a nice way to remember it. I don't know. Here's complication number two. Remember, I've been saying there are two complications to this stupid system. Because even though if you wedge a half a step in between seven characters, you end up with 14 count. There's only a 12 count in this system. That means, one of the reasons is because of E and F. There's no half step. That takes us down to 13. What, what about the other one? Well, it's between B and C. There is also no half step between B and C. No sharps, no flats between B and C. Why would there be two of those, you ask? I don't know. But it fits on a clock. So uh, it's better than nothing. That's all I can tell you. It's better than nothing. The whole system would work much better with six count of six. But that's not how we do. Okay? That's not how we do. So, B and C. We were, if you remember, at 11 o'clock on a clock face at yellow or, or, yeah, yellow orange. That leaves us with half a step to return us back to C. Back to dough. Back to yellow. Back to 12 o'clock on a clock face. And we've come full circle, and that's a full octave, everybody. 
That's an octave. That's how an octave actually works, musically. Now, how it looks on the, the stave, or the stave, a lot different than that. But, but on the wheel, you can understand the concept, I hope. And E and F and B and C throw the whole damn thing off. But gives it a count of 12, which makes it fit in, the, in this system. Now, this ain't my doing. I didn't invent this. This is, this is long established for a thousand years plus. So, I don't know what to tell you about that. But that's how it works. And it's interesting that a car responds. And it's interesting that if you use this system like that and you map it onto the color wheel, you can assign a color to every note. And notes have color, I think. Now, whether or not it's these colors is... is uh, uh, it's, it's an arbitrary system to a point, but it does help you to understand all three things. The clock... The color wheel, the octave. Isn't that interesting? That's what I've been getting at the whole time. I think it's very interesting. I'm going to continue to explore this. I don't know if perhaps I've run out of uh, of uh, uh, paths to explore yet, or at the moment. But uh, but there are other paths to to take. There is a road not traveled. I don't often take it. Because uh, there are miles to go before I sleep. Am I mixing poems there? Can't remember. Yes, I am. One of them's Walt Whitman. One of them is somebody else. Okay, I gotta go. This is Lenny D'Angelo.